Raging Review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alert! Alert! Ready! Who's your team ready? Who's your team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies, gentlemen, children, babies, Cajun Nation. Tonight, statement made with the Dragon Slade. That's right, the Cajuns went to Birmingham to face the UAB Blazers. And of course, they were victorious tonight by the final score, 41-21, to which extends the Cajuns' record to 2-1. and And they will come back next week to Cajun Field to face Buffalo. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm Jerry. I'm here with Nick. Nick, talk about a, what a night. What a night. Yo. Was that fun? Yo. I mean, I haven't felt this good about a win since um, probably when we blew out App State. That was fun. And this felt fun, too, because they proved me wrong tonight, man. I don't know if, if last week was just a blip on the radar um, is this week a blip on the radar? I don't know. Is ODU better than we thought they were? I think so. If you watch the Wake Forest game today, that they should have won. They let it get away from them. Terry, I see you in here. I want you to say you were wrong. I want you to come on, on, on the, ask to be a speaker and tell me you were wrong. But I was wrong. And I'm glad I was wrong. I mean, we said, I, I, I said on this, this podcast last week, well, you know what? We're not going to be able to stop the pass. We're going to have to contain it. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. We dominated that team tonight. And, and look, UAB is not a world beater by any means, but we beat a team that was leading the nation, I think, in yards or, or, or scoring or something so far this season. So Jekyll and Hyde from last week to this week, um, but it's what we needed. And, um, of course, we're going to talk about Zion coming in and doing what he did and showing who he is and uh, talk about, boys, do we have a, a – a controversy on our hands. Do we have a QB controversy? What is Des thinking tonight? What's he going to think next week? So lots to talk about tonight, Jerry. But overall, a fun night. Yeah, no doubt about it. And before we, you know, we're excited. This is a great win. This is a huge win. This was a huge boost for our program to go on the road and, and dominate a really, really good UAB team from the American Conference. Of course, I was talking about bragging rights, and we got our bragging rights tonight. By the way, the Sun Belt against the American Conference today to, to all the teams that won in the Sun Belt, congratulations, great wins. We'll talk about that before before we sign off later on. But I just wanted to point out some things uh, before we start taking some calls. First of all, the, the three keys to victory I said coming into tonight, I wrote them down the other night. Extend drives, field position, and make key stops. We did one of those things. And we made key stops. We we, we forced uh, two interceptions before halftime, which were huge because I believe we got points off of both drives or both turnovers. But extending drives in field position, 
we didn't do that, but it was, we didn't do it because we made mistakes. We weren't able to do those things because we were so explosive on offense with huge plays that we didn't have to extend drives. I mean, the, the, the runs by Jacob Cabote, the run by Zeon Chris, uh, when it came to field position, just just dominating at the line of scrimmage and breaking those those big plays, we didn't have to do those things. And and coming into the game, I always said our offense is more of a run balanced attack. That that's kind of our identity. But tonight, you saw something that we haven't seen in a long time, and that was explosiveness from our offense, which started at the line of scrimmage, went into. Um, just great, great speed and great, great skill by our position players. And it was just a, just an overall dynamic game offensively, just an explosive game that we haven't seen in a long time. So um, defense, look, if I had to give a game ball, I know everybody's high on what the offense did. The game ball to me goes to the entire defense. Coach Lamar Morgan and his staff, they they, they faced adversity tonight after the, the just the, the, the game that was called last week, just a just not a good performance overall. And for them to come back, regroup, and face that adversity head-on against a really good offense, defense gets the game ball tonight. Coach Lamar Morgan and his staff, great job riding the ship, and hopefully they can keep it going. I did want to say one more thing. Um, ben Woldridge went down after the first drive, I believe it was. And, um, you know, I know he was – He it was, it, it was hard to see him on the ground again. It looks like he was – I don't know if he was holding his knee or his ankle. I had heard from somebody at the game that he was carted off the field. We wish nothing but the best for our, our boy, Ben. Um, here's to thoughts and prayers on a fast recovery for Ben. Hopefully he's able to to come back stronger than ever and, and hope for a speedy recovery. Um, that was tough to see. But uh, anyway, overall, just a great night and a great win. And uh, now we keep the momentum going. We have a Buffalo team that's struggling right now. We're 2-1. and one. You you go into go into Buffalo next week. Hopefully, take care of business, and you're three and one with momentum going in the following week. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but what I saw tonight, I think that that boost, that nudge that we needed, it showed in Birmingham, and it was beautiful yeah, to see. I don't even want to think about next week. I don't want to think about Buffalo. I don't want to think about the rest of the season. I'm thinking about tonight. Tonight was fun. We're going to celebrate. We're going to enjoy it. Even though some USA UAB fans said that we were a trash team. Whatever, dude, we we just completely dominated you. I will say towards the end of the game, and I know we had backups, but special teams was better from a kicking perspective. But I got to tell you, we still got some things we got to we got to clean up on, on special teams. We got to sure. not not nearly fumble the ball. Uh, I think it was it uh, Bernard who who nearly fumbled again. He makes me nervous. He muffed it. Right. Um, you got guys fumbling Zylan Perry. Was it Perry that fumbled the ball again tonight? Yeah. And that, and that drive. Yeah. I that, think that's, that's three games in a row. You can't do that. And, and yeah. you can't be on the field if you do that. Um, and then special teams allowing some big plays at the end. So that's my negatives for tonight, but all in all a positive. And, and since uh, uh, we've been um, keeping man about town on hold, Josh, I, I, Andy, I know you were first, but we're going to let Josh go first because I know he's been, he's been holding it and he, he wants to lay into our, our comments about defense. So let, let Josh go first and then we'll come back to you, Andy. That's fine. I'm just here to collect my apologies. I'm just, I'm just here to collect my apologies. I want y'all to line up, every single one of y'all, every single one of y'all that wanted to talk shit about this defense, I want you to line up and apologize to me. Defense wasn't great. Y'all. It was not great last week. Josh, it was not great. I told, I told everybody out there this was not a defensive personnel issue. 
this defense swarmed and destroyed everything UAB wanted to tonight, do. Tonight, that tonight we did. That short passing game, that short passing game was an absolute joke. They had nothing. They had nothing. Trent Dilfer is one of the most intricate, intricate coaches in D1 football. He had nothing because of the speed of this secondary, the speed of this safety group. Can't do it. We got outclassed coaching-wise last week. I also want to collect the apologies of the people that wanted to talk down on the offensive line last week. This offensive line was elite tonight. Elite. I also want to collect the apologies. I also want to collect the apologies of the people that thought that Zeon Chris was not the guy. I've been telling y'all five months. Put this man under center and let him cook. Let him cook. He showed you we can do tonight. 40 what points? 40 what points? Let the man cook. This is a totally different team. I told y'all last week, I can't wait to see what he can do. I'm ready for all the smoke. Let's go. Is this Kyle? Is this Kyle or Josh? Yeah, I know. I was it's about Josh. to say. Josh, okay, okay. Josh, I wanted to give you, I want to give everybody from, some fun stats based off of what you just said about who performed and what they did. So last week, UAB had 385 yards passing against Georgia Southern. They put 35 on them. In the first half, okay, Remember, going into this game, we were very worried about our secondary and what the UAB passing game was about. We kept hearing the all the experts talking about that whoa, great whoa. passing game. Wait, 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 wait. Let me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all were worried about it. Hold on, hold on. I wasn't worried about the secondary. Y'all were worried about secondary. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They threw for 385 yards last week. They threw for 280 tonight, including 43 yards passing in the first half. That was it. 43 yards passing in the first half. They had a total of 386 yards of total offense tonight, which most of it came from basically garbage time in the fourth quarter. The Cajuns, you want to talk about the offensive line, 307 yards rushing, 208 yards passing, 515 total yards of offense against UAB tonight. Round of applause. Thank Round you. Applause. Thank but, you for making my point. But I don't think, applause. but again, I don't think we weren't saying, I mean, we can disagree on, on, I think some of it was coaching last week, but our corners were getting absolutely like they, they were blowing by our defensive backs last week. So you can't ignore that. Now, did they have, have, uh, have help? No, they did not. Um, did they look confused? Yes, they did. And that's a coaching thing. I don't know what happened from week one to week two. We definitely got to out coach last week, but like you said, Josh, we definitely, I mean, Lamar put it together this week. He brought pressure, which it seems like we didn't at all. Now, again, that has something to do with the up-tempo because you saw it today against Wake Forest. They were thrown off by ODU's game plan and their up-tempo. And so I think that had a lot to do with I it agree. as well. So I think it was a better matchup. I think we all said that it's this week was a better matchup, um, but whatever Lamar did keep doing it. Cause we still, I mean, we got a long road ahead of us, so uh, we just got to build on that momentum. But I got to tell you, man, I never want to see a guy lose a job over an injury, but you have the best quarterback on the field tonight for, for most of the game, and that's Zeon, and I think you have to ride him. And, and I get it. And look, I know why he won the job. I know he, pre he, he, pre he preps like a professional, and, and, and I get it. The loyalty is there. I, I totally understand the team dynamic. But what I said at the beginning of the season was totally based on performance. You saw him walk in. He was nervous. He was overthrowing receivers. He was late. He was early. But when he got the timing down, there is not a more dynamic quarterback in this conference. 
It doesn't exist. That 80 yard and we run saw it in the spring, that 80 yard run is nothing. I've, I, I don't know that I've seen that from a quarterback. The, the vision he had on that run was unbelievable. He looked like he was an NFL running back as quarterback in for a division one FBS program. Unbelievable. If we can be patient and let him learn for the next couple of weeks, we are a threat to win the conference with him at quarterback, this defense. And look, Tyrone Lewis was a star on the field. I love Tyrone Lewis. He's, he's probably my favorite player on defense. With, with Mason Narcisse back on the defensive line, gives us a little bit of extra bulk up front. They couldn't do anything. And this is a good offense. This is an offense that has showed out the first two weeks and then includes a game against Georgia Southern, which is a peer. They did nothing. They did nothing. Special teams showed up. Defense showed up. I understand that Ben, the whole injury with Ben and everything, it's, it's tough, and, and I get it. But the man that's supposed to be behind center got his opportunity tonight, and nobody's taking it from him. And, and that's the end of the conversation for me. There's nothing else that anybody can put on film that's better than what we saw tonight. Can't argue with that, Josh. I'm going to uh, turn it over to Andy. He's been waiting a little while. We'll come back to you, Josh, in just a second. Andy, uh, I know you've been, uh, you were one of the first requests. What's going on, man? What's up, man? You know, I was going to eat my words about last week, but Matt came in here attacking me. Uh, so, you know, I'll put a pause on that. But, uh, no, it was um, great performance all around. I I, I fully think Zeon. I I think he's the future. And I, like, the, like everyone's saying, I mean, I think you just go ahead and start him. Um, and I guess, yeah. I, I'm honestly kind of speechless. I, I I guess I don't have to tweet out fire uh, Des this week, so that's good. Could postpone that another week. Um, this is the team I've expected this whole season, and I if they could just maintain this and not have just those random what are we doing games like last week, I, I really think we have a good shots chance to win the division here. So yeah, I, I think you saw with Zeon under center what Dez's play calling and his experience as a quarterback who was a dual threat and having Levi, I think you saw that play calling tonight with Zeon in the game. I, I, I mean, I, it just, to me, that's perfect. It was a perfect combination of his knowledge of a, a, a runner and passer behind center and, and his experience as a quarterback and his experience with Levi here at the program. And now you have a true dual threat quarterback it just it meshed it worked and that's exciting to see and with everyone saying too um you know about all the rumors where it was like oh he was still trying to have the playbook you know learn in the playbook get that underneath them and i think with the talent he has and you know his running capabilities i think it's i think it's okay he can get away with it because of his talent and his ability to get out of the pocket and just create plays on his own which is, for example, that 80-yard touchdown run, I think, you know, again, love Ben and everything, but that's not happening with him. That's not happening with 131 other FBS quarterbacks. <laughs> I was about to say. Wouldn't even like, happen with Levi. Would not happen. Well, not but, happen. Andy, but Andy, they've been telling us that for years. That is their excuse for everything. He can't figure out the playbook. Bullshit, dude. He had the entire spring. He had every single rep in the spring. The kid knows the playbook. Kiss my ass. He knows the playbook. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, if if Ben's 
healthy and he's coming back in a couple of weeks or or whatever it may be, I, I, you know, I'm going to say it. I think we stick with Zeon at this point. 100%. I may be drinking the Kool-Aid, but, you know. No, no, like no, 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 you're not. You're not. Look, Andy, <laughs> what you saw tonight, I mean, that explosiveness. I mean, you know, look, the thing about Zeon, and Josh and I saw it at the spring game um, back in April, Zeon is not, you know, he's talented, but I've always called him, he's, a, he's Levi Lewis who throws right-handed. That's what he is. But honestly, from what I saw tonight, I thought he made better throws than some of the throws Levi made. And Levi had a 34 and 5 oh, yeah. record here. Did you see some of the throws he made tonight? He's better down the than scene? Levi. He's more talented. Than Levi, Levi. Levi talented. would throw a flat pass at their feet. Zeon won't do that. He put it on the money. I mean, did you see Zeon some of the put th it, throws he made yeah. tonight? I was going to say, Zeon put it where nobody but the receiver could get it. Now, if it was a little low, it was on purpose. He was purposely putting it there. If it was a little high, it was to get it away from the defender. But he put it exactly where he needed it to be. That was so impressive. And that that throw to Broussard is one of his first passes that he threw it and the defender had perfect coverage on him and he still made the catch was unbelievable. I mean Broussard, Broussard many, is just it's just crazy. But how many redshirt freshman quarterbacks make 30 yard throws like that? And 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 I'm talking tight spiral, like tight spiral throws. You know, I mean he's 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 I mean, some of the throws he was throwing under pressure on the rollout. Some of the throws he threw as the as the pocket was collapsing, he threw a few down the seam that were just spot on. And I'm like, I haven't seen a quarterback with that type of accuracy. Now, don't get me wrong. Ben has a certain touch, but there's a zip to Zeon's throws that just look, they just look good. I'm like, Man. oh, yeah. And he, he looked like a pro. Um, Terry, I know you have your hand up. You want to go before you do. I uh, saw Dre Washington in here. So, man, we uh, can't wait to have you back. Um, running back room looks good and looks We're healthy. Pulling and for deep. you, man. We need you back, bro. Buddy. We need you back, bro. <laughs> we that's need just you back, another, That's Come just back. another level level of uh, eliteness that we have in that uh, running back room. Terry Johnson, what you got to say, brother? Okay, hey yo, Josh. I'll tell you this. I was wrong about the defense. You, you happy? Thank you for being honest. And everybody <laughs> else, needs to get in line. And I'm not saying it yet. To me. I got a okay. whole week worth apologies. Now, I was wrong about the defense. Now, I do. I was wrong in the fact that of the talent perspective, I still think we were missing some and thought we could replace it in the portal, but I won't die on that hill. We are talented. I'll tell you that. I do. I never. I do think that, yes, and if I didn't say it on the podcast last week, last week we lost due to scheme and not having a good scheme against ODU. But we're not talking about last week. So, hey, you have my apology. I was honest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the DBs. Forgive me. Your coach put you in a better position this week, and it showed. All right, done with that. Uh, really happy with the win, man. I came in here really uh, uh, kind of disheveled, like just buried down <laughs> after last week. And, you know, just I didn't really come in here expecting to, to get a win, especially a blowout win. Um, the running backs ran hard. The offensive line dominated. You know, I thought Jacob Kabodi, Kabodi, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you, until the last couple games, he never really showed me a big bruising back type, you know, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he never really seemed like he, he seemed like he would always get shoestring tackled. Like, I ne he, he, whenever he got to the second level, somebody would come and tackle him and he couldn't bust through it. He was busting through everything. 
him, Williams, everybody. Uh, like I said, defense played locked out. And y'all said, y'all, you say y'all have never seen a quarterback do what Zion did, not even Levi. I felt like Levi did that a few years ago when COVID Carolina came home and he like ripped off like a 50 yard run. I remember that run. But also, you know who else he reminded me of was my guy Terrence Broadway. Oh man. If y'all remember, if yeah. y'all remember 2012. The North Texas run. North Texas run. That was a Terrence Terrence Broadway. I've never seen a quarterback do an 80 yard run since Terrence was- Broadway. I was on the sideline when that happened. It came right, yeah. right towards me. Yeah. Another game that same year, FAU in Boca Raton, 80-yard run, you know, like 90-yard run. Like that was a Terrence Broadway run. Shout out to you, eight. You know, so like that, that was what Zion reminded me of. Not just that, but his size. He's not the biggest quarterback, but he's also not like small either. Um, see, you know, see yeah. how big do you think Zion is right now? I think he's six one. I think he might be two. 15? He's 6'1", 215. That's exactly right. Are you serious? They list him at 6'2", 220. They list him at 6'2", and we all know that that's bullshit, but look at him. Look at him. He commands a presence on the field. This is a totally different situation we're dealing with. When he's on the field, they have to account for him. Yes. And, you know, and and it's weird, man. Like, when I was on the team, man, there were, like, guys – you know, you had Blaine Gauthier on the team, and Blaine got hurt when Terrence came in. Terrence, you know, took over the offense, but everybody respected Blaine as a leader. You know what I'm saying? Even though, uh, you know, Terrence was the uh, was a star quarterback as a sophomore. That's just something that happens. You know what I'm saying? You're saying you don't want a guy to be benched because of injury. I mean, you got to stick with what works, man. Stick with what works. You know what I'm saying? I love Ben. I think Chandler's awesome, but you know, like that. And, you know, it's, and I'm not going to blame Chandler. I don't think we should have been running, uh, throwing like a pass when we're up by, you know, four score, four or five scores. I think we should have just been running the ball, honestly, in, in my honest opinion. I think that interception by Chandler was pretty, a pretty bad play call. We could have just kept doing running the ball because we would have gotten like five yards a pop. But that's just me. I'm offensive lineman. I don't know anything about play calls, right? Uh, you know, I feel like the, the penalties were an issue. That needs to be addressed. The fumbles, and I get people, my own teammates, I texted Jerry this, my own teammates think that I call people out wrongly for doing something poor, right? Like the, like the fumbles. The fumbles have to be addressed. I think I think um, uh, Perry is an amazing talent. I th- I don't, I'm not saying take him out the game, but somebody's got to do something about these fumbles. That some, like somebody has to address it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, if no, they, I... You you fumble, you sit. I don't care how good you are. You okay, fumble, hey, yeah. you sit. That's how we came up, Terry. If yeah, you fumble, right. you sit on a damn bench. I don't care what you I don't care how good you are, I don't care how fast you are. If you turn the football over, you sit down. I understand I understand it. But but here's the thing. Whenever and I and I don't know what it is, whenever if if, if Ben would have went up there and thrown three interceptions, everybody would have been like, sit Ben. You know what I'm saying? But when I when I bring it up, like, hey. What are we doing about this? I think do we sit him, do we not? Some people think that I'm being too harsh. No, I don't like, think so. Like, I, I, <laughs> people think I'm being too harsh when the man fumbled three or four times. Granted, we won. I hope the young man learns. I think I hope he gets better. I pray he gets better. I know he will, but it needs to be addressed. That's the issue. And my last issue I'm gonna talk about, ESPN Plus is trash. There was like I didn't even see that targeting thing. 
Terrible. <laughs> Thank you. Terrible. I didn't even see ESPN Plus is horrible. Like, I mean, I, it's not Conference USA TV, but still, man, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> like, what, I know. Like, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. I was I was trying to stream three or four games at one time, and and my my Apple TV, the ESPN app, almost broke. It's like, oh, I can't do yeah. more than one. Now that the 15 million people aren't trying to stream, I can pull up anything I want, but they they have a, a serious issue there. Um, but to go back to they it, Jerry, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying it, you got to hold on to the ball. I mean, there were drop passes again tonight by typically yeah. reliable players. That's got to get cleaned up too. So um, yes. we still have work to do, <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, unfortunately, we had to play a lower conference like um, AAC tonight. And uh, we had to destroy oh, one of their teams, you know, but uh, it's a learning right. process. So hopefully we got to definitely pick it up back in conference because you saw last week we play a conference team that's typically lower in the uh, totem pole. And they they sh- should have pulled off a win tonight against uh, Wake Forest, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. we definitely have a step up in competition once we get back into Sunbelt play. Um, just unfortunate we had to play down to to the AAC this year. Oh man, I'm gonna talk my shit all over, man. I, you know, you can't really say nothing about you know Tulane. They kind of took it to <laughs> South Isle and, and Southern Miss. But other than that, like there's real the American is really it's just Conference USA 2.0. Like that's that 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 that's what it is. I mean, well, I, for for, uh, for fun I facts, see it. if you're wondering, the the Sun Belt went three and one against the American Athletic Conference today. Just FYI. Oh yeah, good for their TV market though. That's you know that's the important. It's thing. all about markets, baby. You know? yeah. And also, and I also, I gotta go. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch. I hope I'm trying to watch Colorado State beat Prime, beat Coach Prime. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going. I'm with you, G five all the way. But uh, uh sorry. Uh, last thing I say, South. Shout out to uh, South Alabama uh, for beating OK State. That was awesome. From they Bell. dominated. And last them. thing, that's dominated what, them. Oh, they destroyed them. I remember. So I remember. OK State used to run all over us. Like I, I, that was that was really good memories. And, and, and oh, sorry, one more thing. Uh, shout out to Coach Dez. I love Coach Dez. I'm happy for a win for him. This is awesome. I'm happy for that team. He deserves this. He loves that team. He loves this community. We deserve to back him up. You know, I was like he 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 deserves to be backed up by everybody that's associated with this with this uh with this team and this school. I'm just so happy for him. Thank God for him. And you know, hey, see y'all next week for Buffalo. Thanks, Terry. Jerry, look, Thanks, Terry. I, I pulled out the good stuff for tonight. I wanted to pull out the Blantons for uh for our first conference win. But I think it's appropriate tonight because that felt good. And I, I'm going to finish off this this Jack and Dyke and, and start with the Blantons in a few minutes. So We've earned it. Um, you earned it tonight. We're, yeah, I got to be in it. Austin in the morning. But you know what? If I have a little bit of a headache, that's that's all right. We'll take it off. <laughs> you know, it's deal. funny. Um, tonight uh, we had a, I think it was an, right under a two-hour rain delay. And I posted a picture of, or I, I posted a, a news article through the Region Review uh, Twitter app. Um, on the 2002 win, uh, when the Cajuns took on UAB at Cajun Field in 2002, we had that rain delay. I mean, it was to the point, it was so, I remember, I remember I was in high school and I remember being at the game and I remember it rained so hard that Cajun Field, like the stadium, the, the, the actual football field turned into a pool because the, you know, the drainage isn't that great and just water just kept accumulating. And, uh, that if, for people that don't know, the Cajuns won 34 to, to nothing over UAB. And that was coach Ricky Bustle's first win as the head coach for the Cajuns. And so whenever we were up, I think, it, I think we were up 34 to three 
I'm thinking to myself, man, if, if UAB doesn't make that field goal, it could be 34 nothing, And it, it, I, that's why I tweeted deja vu all over again, because it was crazy how we go in a rain delay against UAV and then we just dominate them. We just dominated them. I'll it take was, it, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, but I think I think the, the rain delay helped us so much more than it helped UAB because Zeon had just gotten in the game. You could tell he was kind of jittery. He was starting to put it together. And then rain delay comes. That gives you, what, an hour and a half to go over plays, to, to, to figure out a game plan now that you got new quarterback in. Really gave the coaching staff a chance to sit with Zeon and kind of get things going there. So I think that definitely um, benefited us more than it did UAB. Uh, but, Josh, we have a question from from YouTube uh, asking if uh, Zeon fumbles, would you sit him? And that's a good question, Matt. Matt, man about town. What do you think? I think Zeon is in a position where he's constantly being attacked. And there was an injury ahead of him. I told y'all from the beginning that he should be the starting quarterback. There was going to be growing pains. The guy is dynamic. He's a dynamic athlete. He's a dynamic passer and runner. If he fumbles, it's, it's completely different. You got five running backs in the stable. You got two, two quarterbacks that can play the, the position at a high level. All right. I, I, I know y'all going to, y'all going to ride and holler for, uh, for Chandler fields or whatever. There's a reason why he's third strength. Zeon Chris, should have always been the quarterback of this football team. And you and you, we talk, talked about this all off season. If Ben was healthy enough. And if Z, if Zion was even competitive to get the starting role, because we want him to stay here longer than one more year, give him a shot. Let him see. Let's find out. Let's grow together. Let's have the growing pains and let's all see how it, 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 it works out tonight. You saw what, what it looked looks like to get a young quarterback under the under the center or, or in the shotgun now and watch him play watch him make a couple of mistakes have him be jittery and then watch him get engaged and take control of a football team take control of an offense we talked about it 41 points dude 41 points who's gonna argue with it not only that he was totally in control of the offense you have to account for the quarterback when Zion Chris is on the field, it's 11 v 11 rather than 10 v 11. It's a totally different football game. So if Zion fumbles, yeah, you give him a chance. He's learning. We're, we're moving into a new era of Cajun football. It's not the same as if Zion Perry, who has proven to be somebody who has fumbleitis, whether it be in special teams or in the backfield, bring, bring in Kentrell Williams, bring in Terrence, bring in... Uh, Draylon, who is, I know he's injured, but you have multiple options behind him. It's totally different, completely different conversation. You bring up good points. How about Elijah Davis tonight? I felt like he had a, a very good coming out party. Bill um, Davis has a real future here. 11 carries, 42 yards, one touchdown. Now he fumbled too. Now he fumbled too. Um, but I think for him, it's, it's, uh, he, he really, like tonight was really his first night where he got a good, good number of carries. So he's got some time to prove himself. But one thing I've learned tonight with our run game is we're deep, man. We've got some depth. And and once Dre comes back, when you got five or six running backs to choose from, oh, my gosh. Uh, that's going to be so useful come conference play, like really deep into conference play when you're trying to compete for that division crown and you go play South Alabama and you go play Troy and you go play Southern Miss, that's where I think that 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 depth is really, really going to carry us with the, run, with the run game, especially if Zeon's the quarterback. 
And let me yeah, tell you something with all the talent, w- with all the talent that we have in the, in the running back room, let me tell you something, brother, with those holes, the offensive line was opening up tonight. You, I could run for 80 yards there. I mean, they were opening up some monster holes and, uh, they, they dominated. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. They dominated UAB tonight. So that, that was, that was hell of impressive. Uh, looks like we got uh, Houdat Cajun on the line, man. You want to go ahead with your thoughts? For our quarterbacks, Woolridge and Fields, uh, I've never been confident about their abilities with either of them because they did show flashes at times, but it was never any kind of consistency that I saw. So while I was hopeful, I I really – I was just thinking, look, I'm not a pro, and coach is. So coach knows what's best. Uh, I am so glad to see what's happening with Chris. Uh, Great game tonight and very happy for it. And I, I do think that going into this season with my uneducated uh, point of view. I thought that he was probably the best call, and and being such a young talent, that that he might be someone that could stick around for a while, uh, which would be even better. Uh, now, outside of that, the defense the defense was great today, but I'm not ready to say that the defense is good. The defense was awful against oh, no. ODU oh, no. team. Oh no. oh, no. They just got murdered today. ODU was awful on offense today, and our defense did nothing against them. And, and I don't know if it's talent or scheme, uh, because I do like to enjoy myself during the games. Uh, but we were bad. This defense has dominated several quarters of football. We got out schemed and had had nothing to do with personnel. It had everything to do with the preparedness that the coaching staff, how should I say this, um, handed over to the players. Keandre Grant, Keandre Gant is an absolute stud. He probably should be playing at uh, SEC team. The corners that we have are extremely talented. They are inexperienced. They were put in bad positions the entire night at ODU. And I will say this. That is an offense that we have never seen before. That is an offense that is a, that is a Division two offense that has worked for years, but we don't do that in the FBS because we play real football. We line up and we try to run it. We go 7v7. That's how we do it in this division of football. So he pulled out some tricks and it worked and it's going to work one week, but it's not going to work throughout the course of the season. We got guys, Mason Narcisse wasn't even playing last week. Mason Narcisse made our defensive line a completely different defensive line. You're talking about 290 versus 250 in the middle. You're talking about, you change the entire makeup of the defensive line. We have one of the best, this is legit. We have one of the best linebacking cores in the G maybe in the top 20, 30 uh, schools in the, in the entire country. 
These guys are fast. They are athletic. They hit you. They know what's coming. They are very football smart. Ain't no way. Trent Dilfer's on the other side of this uh, sideline tonight. Trent Dilfer. He is one of the most intricate offensive coaches in the country. And they did nothing. They did nothing. We got guys like Amir McDaniel sitting on the sideline, not getting a lot of playing time. He's, he's a good, he could start at any G5 school. We got guys that can play on this roster. We, we absolutely shit the bed last week. That's why it's so disappointing. Tonight they showed you what they can do, and they're going to get better. They're talented. Well, I think I think I think you said it about about uh, ODU being an unknown. I mean, one, I said that going into the game, they reminded me of the going into James Madison and baseball. We didn't know them. And that always scares me a little bit. But but two, I don't think we knew how good ODU really was. And they showed that today. Now, again, to your point, who Yeah, they didn't. They weren't elite offensively. But let me tell you, if you watch the first half, they were putting it on Wake Forest. Wake Forest didn't have an answer. And they made some really nice adjustments in the second half and came back to win. It was twenty-four to seven in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they blew. Yeah. I mean, they blew the game. They blew it. They blew the game. So, but the, but the defense the third blew quarter, it. I'm sorry. Correct. Correct. The defense quarter. blew yeah. not their offense. Correct. Correct. Right. The, the defense right. put them in the position that they were in. So, um, so yeah, I, 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 I get it, Josh. I, I, I agree with you to some extent. I think, I think it was. I think it was mostly scheme and mostly coaching. I'll just leave it at that. I, I will totally agree with you on that. And I think UAB is just bad. Well, just look at the way <laughs> look at the way Lamar Morgan prepared to cover the intermediate routes tonight. That's that's their that's UAB's offense. They go for the Correct. intermediate routes and it, they set up for the a play action or they set up for the deep ball. We basically guarded that inter that that inter it, we guarded the intermediate route so well. That's why that's why Jacob Zeon was was that's why he was holding on to the ball for so long, and we were able to put pressure on him. We covered so well in those intermediate areas that he couldn't throw. I mean, I think we sacked him what seven eight times tonight. I mean, this is one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the country, and we put him on the ground seven or eight times. Man, it was so good seeing us put pressure tonight, didn't, man. Did, didn't he complete 20 on a 26 passes? I mean, his completion percentage was still high. You got Cam Whitfield with two and a half sacks. Cam Whitfield's all over the floor. You got you got Casey Osai all over the field. We got guys everywhere, folks. The defense is not the problem. The defense, let me tell you something. They put young guys late in the, what was it, 41 to 9 in the beginning of the fourth quarter. We got young guys coming in starting to learn how to play the offense, uh, excuse me, the defense that we want to play, and we're upset about 21 points, we dominated that team. That's I don't a think, decent uh, team I'm in not, the AAC. Nobody's upset. Nobody's upset about no, 21 they scored, points. They scored 18 of those in garbage time against no. backups. I think I think the question is, as fans, we're all trying to find out which which is the, with the real with the real defensive scheme and the real defense stand up. Well, well, the, with the real, you know, planning was this week a fluke or was last week a fluke? We're going to be able to tell that in the next couple of weeks. I think that's what we're trying to figure out. 21 points. I mean, that was trash time. Now, again, we still got to get better on special teams because I was not impressed by the way that we played later in the game. We got some stuff to clean up, but no, 21 points. That was all trash time. I don't care. No, but shout out to Kenny for that big field goal. Oh, man. That dude. Let me tell you something. That dude has has really come around to be almost. I mean, I want to say he's an elite kicker. There are a lot of schools out there 
that would uh, definitely uh, definitely want him on their roster. So uh, so Kenny, hell of a job, man. Since since he missed those two field goals against Troy last year, he hasn't missed since. Knock on wood. But he also mentioned so he was at the quarterback club luncheon the other day as a guest speaker or as one you know the 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 the, uh, the player of the luncheon. They always have one player that speaks before coach uh, before a position coach and coach Des comes and talks and. He said, he said, when I missed those two field goals against Troy last year, I wanted to change my approach on kicking. And so he did. And so Coach Pascal worked with him on his approach, his attitude, his mindset, uh, his psyche and everything like that. And since then, he hasn't missed. So whatever he's doing now and whatever he did since that since that game last year against Troy, he's been on fire. And it, I mean, he, and he continued that streak tonight. I mean, for him to make, what was it? A 40 before halftime, it was about a, what a 47 yarder or 46. Something yarder. like that. It was, it was over 45 yards. I mean, he drilled it. I mean, it was, it was just no pressure. You're on a wet field, wet turf, slippery turf. And he just, just drilled it. I mean, that to me, when you have that type of clutch kicker on your team, I feel a lot more confident when the game's on the line to rely on somebody like that fully well knowing with his staunch approach that he's going to pull through and he has he has yeah it, it was uh and, and then you look on the other side of, of the field and their kicker missed some uh pretty easy i think we blocked two kicks did we not block two kicks we blocked one yeah so um we almost blocked the other one. He barely got that one through. He was very excited. He almost pulled a Martin Gramatica jumping up and down because <laughs> he hit a twenty-yard field goal. Sideline, he was all fired. I, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that was sarcasm or if he was really that excited to hit a field goal. But uh, well, he congratulations. Got the, he, got, he put points on the board for him. Uh, I he, mean, congratulations he, he, he ended to him. The I guess. So that's good. Yeah. I guess. Just a reminder to everybody who is listening on um, the former Twitter Spaces. I don't know what they call them now. X Spaces, whatever the Spaces. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to, uh, if you want to give some comments, please request to speak. We'll unmute you and uh, allow you to have the floor. But uh, again, Jerry, tonight was a lot of fun. I mean, we could we could go back and nitpick on some of the things like I was just a second ago. But I just want to enjoy this one for a little bit. Yeah, no question. I mean, I, there, there's really nothing to nitpick. Uh, I think now we look forward to seeing how we build on what we did tonight, right? So now, I mean, let's be honest. The offense with Zeon in there, the scheme changes a little bit, right? I've always said it. We've always identified as a run-balanced attack. Well, now you have a quarterback that showed you he fits right into that type of scheme. You know, you can't, you don't have to run as much of a, a more of a pro style or a West Coast as much as now you can run read option. And the way he ran read option tonight was, was pretty good. Safe to say he did a good job. And it opened up space. It created opportunities for the offensive line. Um, you know, I mean, the way Jacob Cabote, his Jacob Cabote's field vision this week, as opposed to last week, total 180. And I don't, I'm not saying he did a bad job last week, but there were some opportunities where through, and I said it after the game against ODU, where, you know, I find that he didn't really, his vision was different this week. He found some more holes and he was able to take, take advantage of it and, and get up field, which actually broke into a, what, a 40 yard touchdown run or a 30 yeah. yard touchdown run. And a, I think he broke another run for over 50 yards. So he broke two really impressive runs. And, and it kind of reminded me of the days when we had, you know, the three headed monster with um, Elijah and Trey Regis and, and 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 Ray and Raymond Kale and those guys. That's what they used to do. I'm st- 
starting to see the run game evolve into that. If you now we got that, five instead of three. We got a you, five. Yeah, if you get that, if you get that going, and you have young receivers, and how about a shout out for the pride of St. Martinville, Mr. Harvey Broussard? What a game for him! Um, oh man, three catches for sixty-five yards. I mean, as a to come in as a true freshman and just be able to, just, I guess, just to bring that sense of swag to the field that he brings. I knew he was special out of high school. It's very difficult for a player like that to just come in and just shine that quick. I mean, you have to be very special. He's a very special player. Jacob Bernard, five catches for 45 yards. I thought he did a great job at receiver today. He was he was really impressive. I was glad to see him get the ball a few times, especially on some of those screens. Pete had two catches for 36 yards, one of which was huge to, to keep the drive going. And, and uh, I think eventually it turned into a touchdown. And uh, Neil Johnson had three catches for 36. Dropped to keep, dropped, dropped to keep pass. Was right down the, right down the seam. Got to hold on to that Neil. You know, we because we need you. We need you. And uh, Terrence Carter, two catches, 22 yards, scored a touchdown. Um, you know, to Josh's point, he always talks about throwing to the tight end. Now with this type of scheme we're running, with that run balanced attack where you're throwing to the tight end in the flat, now you definitely need the tight end to be utilized more. If this is what we're going to be doing, how many? Forward. How many tight end catches tonight? How many tight end catches tonight? I'm looking at five. I'm looking at five catches tonight. Total, total uh, offensive failure. That's true. I think between Neil and Terrence Carter, I don't know if did Pierce get any catches. I need to look. I don't know if Pierce had any catches or I not. I don't remember him making a catch tonight. Yeah, yeah. Between fire the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you, Tim. Throw it to the damn tight end. This is ridiculous. I'm sick and tired of doing this year in, year out. Feature the damn tight end. Well, look, he spread the ball around. We just spread I mean, the ball it, around. It's, well, it's yeah. even. Uh, Jacob Bernard had the most uh, most Don't catches. Don't care. But let me care. tell you something. Throw it to the tight end. I got to say, care. Peter LeBlanc and Jacob Bernard made some key blocks tonight that aren't going to show up on the, on the stats, but they threw some key blocks, especially on the one that, that uh, Zeon hit for 80 yards. I think it was Bernard who who made a very smart play. He got between him and the defender, and he didn't touch him. He didn't no block in the back, nothing like that. So they made some key plays tonight that aren't, like I said, aren't going to show up in the stats. But uh, but that was exciting to see. Uh, but yeah, but 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 let me let me counter that, Josh. If we throw it to the tight end, they got to catch the damn ball. Can't drop it. You can't say throw me the ball and then drop it. I mean, you know, the, I will counter. I will, I will, I will counter your counter with more throws, better catches. You know, I mean, but, but, more that they're in the flow, better. No, 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 you're no, already, no, you're no, already sitting no, running no. backs for fumbling. So I don't want to hear it. By the no. way, we had five fumbles tonight. Five. Got to clean that up. Five total fumbles. We only lost two, but with five fumbles, if we're going to nitpick, that's something we got to clean up. Yeah, and and, that, and I think that'll get fixed. That's unacceptable. Else. Yeah, yeah. That's but you know what? You know what those fumbles. Well, what I what I would say with those fumbles is, if you'd have thrown it to the tight end, we would have had no fumble. Yeah, he might have dropped it. So, what if, Josh? <laughs> we're not we're not Neal, though. For a long game. <laughs> I get it. I get what. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I also wanted to say too. I like the fact that we were able to the defense the way they tightened up whenever UA because UAB had one or two drives where they moved the ball down the field. I like the fact that. The closer they got to the end zone, the more our, def our defense tightened up, which means they stayed, they stayed calm. Calm. Um, there was one drive, I believe, where they were, I think, like on the 
within the five yard line or something like that. And not only did we sack them, but we actually pushed them back enough to where it was a distant field goal that they had to convert on. Uh, there was another play where they got inside the 10 and turned into an interception in the end zone. I was very impressed by the way the defense responded to some of the long plays that they even gave up. That is the mark of a very well, not only well-coached defense, but very patient defense that's still developing. And that's that was impressive to see, especially with the with the younger talent that we have on the field. That was nice. That was good to yeah. see. Especially I against an agree. offense, a high-powered offense that UAB has. Supposedly high power because Look, we the shut last them two weeks, the hell down tonight. I mean, they put up thirty-five. They put up they put up thirty-five the last two games. And honestly, yeah. I mean, we gave up. Yeah, we gave up three touchdowns at the end, but I mean, it was forty-one to three at one point, right? So, I, I mean, I don't really like everybody sees the twenty-one on the scoreboard. It was it was so much more dominant than that. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. If you watch the game, it wasn't. You know, even though three scores still looks good. It was so much more dominant than 41-21. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. I'm not even worried about that. Now, like you said, there was one or two drives between those times in, in garbage time where we fumbled the ball. And I know Chandler threw an interception. You know, look, we talk about work while you wait. When it's your time to shine and you and if somebody goes down and you come in, you can't be doing stuff like that. I don't care if it's a garbage time. I don't care if it's, um, you know, with, with 10 seconds left in the game and you're up by 30. You can't do things like that. The fundamental aspect of it, you, you know, you have to be able to hold on to the football. You have to be able to to make reads. You have to be able to not do the careless things because when it's your time to step up, if you're if you become you know a one two guy on the depth chart, you can't be doing stuff like that. You yeah, and it's valuable. Like it's valuable to get those young guys some playing time um, because they. I mean, our number twos were, were actually probably our number threes and fours. We're going, it's still going against their number ones yeah. and twos. So oh, yeah. that yeah. was uh, some valuable experience for them. And then they had their, um, I can't remember their quarterback, but they had him in the game to the very end. So they got Jacob to see, Zeno, yeah, yeah Zeno was in there to the very end. So they got to play against a, a legitimate FBS quarterback. So uh, that, that was valuable. I'll give up the, however, 17 points that we gave up. Well, I'll give that away. If, if our guys get some experience, I mean, um, the, the spread was two and a half points, so I don't think it ruined anybody's night. We were up 41 to three. It was 41 yeah. to three. I mean, at that point, I mean, you knew the game was over. And and I think for me, I I had a feeling there would be one or two people that would say, oh, my gosh, we gave up those, you know, those three scores. But again, you were playing probably with third string guys that were just getting experience, like you said, against probably their first. I think they were, most of those guys were still ones on their depth chart. Uh, that that scored. So, no, I'm not worried about that. The 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 one in, the ones in the twos on our defense made the plays when they had to and held them to three points. So I'm not I'm not concerned to say the least. And uh, I just hope this turns into something big, man. I mean, this is a per this was the perfect game to get things right and to make a statement, and they did. And I I think we talked about it going into this game. This was a very important game. And for them too. look, UAB has to go to Georgia next week and then they got to go to Tulane. Um, you know, we have, we have CDS, we have a reputation for having the Cajun disaster syndrome, but just think what their fans are thinking right now, because this was a good, oh, I know game what they're thinking. I saw, I saw it on their, uh, <laughs> on their fan forum. What were they thinking saying? that, uh, well, they're, they're a terrible team, which I'm not going to necessarily disagree with them. Uh, the way they played tonight, um, some of them said that we were a terrible team, but okay. I asked them later. I'm like, do you still think we're terrible? Yes, you're awful. Okay. 
Well, you're not doing as yourself we're, any favors. As we're favors. winning by 38 points right. in your stadium. Yeah, we're so right. terrible. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess go <laughs> AAC, okay. whatever. Um, but it, it's always interesting, and I, I rarely comment. I just like to see the other side, whether we win or lose, what they're saying. And, um, you know, fans are fans are very passionate, and they're going to say what's on their mind. And typically, and I mean, we do it too. Whenever we we lose a game, um, we're going to say how awful we are and and how awful the other team is. And they they did kind of the same thing. Like we should never lose to that team. So that was uh, that was kind of funny um, to watch. Uh, one of the comments made the drawing between players needs to be cleaned up. Look, that's again, that's one of the little things since last year that absolutely drives me crazy. Uh, I think a lot of that started when we made that big hit on one of their players, which by the way, was not penalized and it, it was a good hit. It's, it, it was a football hit. There was, was no leading with the crown. Yeah. yeah, right. It was a great hit. And the guy actually jumped up. And if you jump up, you're going to get speared. It, I see it. Ha- I saw it happen four times today, uh, but they took offense to that. And then they started getting a little bit chippy and then we responded. And then uh, there was this other time that uh, we, we, I think it was a late hit um, after the play and then they push one of our other guys down. And of course we get penalized and they don't. So there's just a, a lot of silly stuff that they need to clean up. Um, and again, that, that goes back to last season. Uh, so we, the, the little things that we, we need to do, thankfully that didn't come back to bite us tonight, but it might in a, in a very uh, tight game later in the season. So we, uh, I, I agree that needs to be cleaned up all that jawing and that extracurricular stuff. So you got some stats up as as we see. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to go over yeah. this. I mean, some of the things that I mentioned some stuff early, but we can go over it again because I'm looking at. Uh, yeah, I also see UAB's stats too. Yeah, you here. look. I mean, you look at third down efficiency five five for eleven on third down. Not great. Um, we still struggle with that a little bit. Uh, they were three for thirteen. So again, shout out to the defense on that fourth down. They they got. Fourth down, two out of three. I mean, I'm not in, in a blowout game like this. I'm not making a, a big stink about it. But you look at the total yards, 513 to 386. I mean, that, that's that's unbelievable. I mean, that's well, again, a lot. A lot of the yardage came in garbage time. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe, so it makes that 386 yeah. look a lot, uh, a little bit skewed. Sure. Uh, but, but uh, oh, crap. But. What is his name? The other Jacob guy, Zeno. other quarterback, Zeno. I keep wanting to call him Zion, but it's Zeno. Um, he's a he's a he's a good quarterback, and and he can make plays happen. Um, but again, our defense smothered him, and we we brought the the house several times, and six, seven, eight sacks. I don't know what that was tonight, but that was absolutely unbelievable and great to see. Turnovers again, five turnovers, two loss, not great. We have got to clean that up. That's that's. Bad. You're talking about fumbles? Um, yeah, fumbles. Sorry. Five fumbles. It doesn't show it on here, but when I go to individual, it'll it'll show it on there. So five fumbles ain't great. In fact, let's go back to that. Five fumbles, two lost. Uh, they did not lose one. And then penalties against eight for 65 yards. Got to clean that up. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, and, 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 and to your point about, about cleaning that up, that's, like a, that's why I brought up about younger guys who step up. You know, you never know when it's your time. And even though it's in garbage time, you know, there have been times where there's always that that running joke with, with Nick Saban. He gets all mad. His team may be up by 60, and he's still screaming on the sideline with a minute left uh, because of, you know, a player missing a tackle or getting a penalty or doing something. And most fans look at that and go, well, you're up by 60. Why is that that big of a deal? And you just never know. 
you just never know when when it's that person's time to 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 move up that depth chart and start for you and if they're doing that when when the games really matter that can cost you and so i think i hope that the coaching staff i know they're going to approach that i know they're going to probably try to work on that but um overall i think look it was just this was probably one of the most dominant games i've seen us play against a quality opponent like you said probably since that app state game in 2021 uh i i think this was this can be this if we do things like we're if we do what we're supposed to do starting next week going into minnesota this could be the game that could springboard it but the question is going to be right who's going to be quarterback how what's our approach offensively going to look like moving forward you know look here's the thing other teams now have film on Zion. uab did not have any film on him going into tonight so the question is is what what type of what type of defensive schemes are other teams going to prepare with now that they know that you know Zion Chris may be QB one moving forward, now what? Now, now how do think, now how do we counter that? How do we counter their preparation for us? I think that's easy. I mean, you you know that he's going to have a spy going forward, so that's well, I mean, what you're going to have to count for, right? To. Um, yeah. but it's uh, look, I don't I don't envy any other defensive coach that we play for the rest of the season because I would not want to have to game plan against Zion Chris as the quarterback. No. And do I think <laughs> he's going to be the quarterback the rest of the year? I do. I do think he's going to be the quarterback the rest of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, there. There's going to be some film, especially since we're playing Buffalo next week, there's going to be more film that, that other teams in our conference are going to be able to see. But again, I don't want to be that defensive coordinator that has to plan against defending Zeon because you know, what, how do you defend a guy with that kind of vision and talent? You just try to limit him but you don't try to contain him. So we'll, we'll see what happens over uh, the next, next few games. I say, give it about three games and see what gets out there. And then we can, we get, we can do a, I guess our come back to this to see if, if other teams have been able to successfully come up with a game plan against Zion. Well, I think you can find out next week. I think you can find out as early as next week against Buffalo. Yeah, but man, Buffalo is so bad. I mean, they got blown out by Liberty. They lost an SES team. And I, I, team. I know that. I know that. But again, it, it goes back to what we talked about today about the mistakes we made, right? You, even though you play, you may be playing a team that may not be as dominant or as good, you can still see it through the mistakes that we make, right? It's like Tony Robichaud always used to say, we need to worry about us. I still think we can see some things next week that can determine whether or not we were going in the right direction by the things that we do, the mistakes that we make or the mistakes that we don't make. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, yeah. Because and, and going back, I, I know I don't have the stats up anymore, but I'm going to tell you one thing that concerns me. And, and this was not all in garbage time. Um, kickoff return, total yards for, for them. They had 98 yards of, of kickoff return yards. That's not good. And that could come back to hurt us. So that's something we got to clean up. In addition to Zeon, you know, preparing for other teams to be prepared for him, um, we'll we'll learn in the next couple of weeks. I'm not convinced we'll learn next week because I think again Buffalo they're struggling right now, and they are when they got to come play in our heat and if in uh, humidity. I don't think that's going to end up well for them. But in the next few weeks, we'll uh, we'll learn very quickly. No doubt. And, and speaking of Buffalo, yes, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bulls out of the MAC. They will come to Lafayette or travel down here to Lafayette next Saturday 
6.30 p.m. kickoff. I think the game will be on ESPN Plus, if I'm not mistaken. And so get out there to Cajun Field. If you like what you saw tonight, there's no excuse to miss out on what on what you could see at Cajun Field next weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I expect it to be pretty dynamic on all three phases of the game that, that we showed tonight. I think this could be, again, a swift kick uh, in the rear end that we needed after last week. And uh, now we can carry the momentum. So I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Zion play live. Um, I mean, you you can look at social media and you know the fans, you know where the fans stand on 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 what we saw tonight. I mean, everybody, it was unanimous. Everybody kept talking about Zion. Former players were talking about Zion. Uh, Rachel Review was getting tagged talking about Zion. <laughs> so 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 uh, if you want to see Zion live, there's your chance next week. You have your chance to see him up close. Um, but anyways. So the Cajuns will take on Buffalo. And so with that said, let's talk. You want to talk a little bit about what happened in conference today with the other oh, teams? Oh, I'd love to because there's some the great belt. stuff. Yeah. Great stuff happening around the Sun Belt today. Uh, taking down a Power 5 conference in uh, in Oklahoma State. South Alabama really taking it. To, South Alabama dominated that was Oklahoma blowout, State at home. Man. That, that was, was a complete blowout. Out. I'm telling you, what's a T Boone Pickens? Is that his name? Yeah. Whatever his yeah. name is. He's he's rolling in his grave right now. He's so pissed off that he gave all this money for them to lose to a Sunbelt school. But you did it to a team that is that has a reputation for scoring points, and you did it in their stadium. Like yeah, when you when totally you go dominated to, them. When you go to Bedlam, like they they score they score or ex they're expected to score 30 to 40 points. It's kind of like when you used to play the, the Mike Leach, Texas tech offense, you know, you just <laughs> knew it was going to be explosive and you knew you were going to get some touchdowns and some cool highlights. That's what, we'll, that's what was expected tonight. And South Alabama just went in there and just, they gave them such a spanking. They were like, Nope, you don't no points for you. No points for you tonight. <laughs> and so, so no kudos to South Alabama. And speaking of which uh, around the Sun Belt. Uh, South Alabama, yeah, went to Stillwater, Oklahoma, defeating the Oklahoma State Cowboys by a score of 33-7. to Total domination. Congratulations to the South Alabama Jaguars. Uh, also, Old Dominion earlier today. Man, I, you know, I thought Old Dominion taking care of business would have kind of eased the loss of, of last week, but uh, they had them for at least two and a half quarters. It was 24-7 to in the third quarter, and all of a sudden, here comes uh, Wake Forest, and uh, Old Dominion's offense couldn't really counter. Old Dominion's uh, defense had two defensive touchdowns today, uh, both by the same guy, a fumble recovery and a pick six. Their offense couldn't do anything, and they tried to run a very similar offense that, that they ran against us, and once again, their quarterback overthrew the receivers a few times. But, I mean, Jerry, they were, they're, they're, they're Jekyll and Hyde because last year, again, they, they beat Virginia Tech, was it? And then they go up to a 3-9 season. So yes, yes. Is this is this the same for ODU? Are they feast or famine? Um, I don't know. I mean, they they again they played very well against Wake Forest. They yeah. just couldn't close out the deal, and I think Correct. Wake Forest just made the better adjustments. And they made the plays when it mattered at the end. So yeah, with that said, Wake Forest defeating the Old Dominion Monarchs by the score of twenty-seven to twenty-four. Uh, Georgia Southern actually went to Madison, Wisconsin, and actually gave the Wisconsin Badgers a good run for their money, but I think Wisconsin was just too much for them in the second half. Uh, Wisconsin defeating Georgia Southern by the final score of 35-14. to App State and East Carolina and Boone, great, great shootout between these two teams. Uh, they're 
pretty tense. It's a pretty tense rivalry between these two schools, and App State has had had the uh, had the betterment of of that over the last couple of years. Uh, they were actually East Carolina was actually leading App State earlier in the game, but App State was able to finish when it mattered. Uh, the App State Mountaineers defeat the East Carolina Pirates by the score of forty three to twenty eight. Uh, ULM undefeated no longer. They dropped a two to one. Uh, they dropped a two and one. Uh, going up to College Station and losing pretty handily to uh, Texas A&M by the final score of 47 to three. Georgia State continues to dominate, undefeated. They're three and zero, and that chalk it up for another win over the American Athletic Conference. They go to Charlotte. Georgia State defeats Charlotte by the score of 41 to 25, and uh, Southern Miss hosting Tulane in Hattiesburg. That was kind of a sloppy game for the Golden Eagles. Not really a uh, explosive game. Kind of boring. I just felt like Southern Miss. They they got into scoring position or scoring range a few times. Couldn't really get the job done offensively. Uh, Tulane just they just beat them. Tulane just beat them. You know, head on. Uh, Tulane getting the win over Southern Miss by the final score of twenty-one to three. And by the way, Frank Gore Jr. was seen walking out of the stadium with a walking cast. So not Oof. looking too good for him. Well, not good, not good. Hopefully he uh, hopefully he recovers through that. Also, Arkansas State, finally, finally Arkansas State gets into the win column. They actually sh- showed up today to their game and uh, taking care of business against Stony Brook by the final score of 31-7. to Coastal Carolina pretty much flexing their muscles over Duquesne by the score of 66-7. to JMU and Troy, I said that was the game of the week. Uh, going into this weekend, and sure enough, it, it showed. I mean, it was a war down in Troy, Alabama. Uh, JMU getting the win by the score of 16-14 to 14 over the Troy Trojans. Texas State. Now, I know they're playing Jackson State. I know it's an FCS team, but Texas State, that offense, man, I know they didn't play well last week, but it looked like the same Texas State offense that dominated against uh, Baylor two weeks ago. Texas State victorious over the Jacksonville I'm sorry, the Jackson State Tigers by the score of 77 to 34. Wow. Uh, and last but not least, uh, your Louisiana Raging Cajuns victorious in Birmingham tonight by defeating the UAB Blazers by the final score of 41 to 21. So again, the Sunbelt Conference 3-1 and one head on against the American. So I guess we get a little bit of bragging rights today uh, with that. Uh, it was a good win overall. And it was some good wins for the Sun Belt. Um, So, Nick, I already gave the player of the game to the defense. I thought Lamar Morgan did a great job uh, preparing. I thought he did a great job making the adjustments he needed to make after the performance last week against ODU. And you could just tell the players were flying to the football. The front seven was putting pressure on Jacob Zeno all game. Uh, They actually, we actually had four down linemen. That was nice to see. And you saw the difference that made. Who's your player of the game? Who would you give the game ball to if you're in the locker room after that victory? I mean, that's a tough one. You naturally want to go to Everybody the, wants to go defense. to Zion. Somebody besides Everybody, Zion. Well, I know. I was going to say yeah. it's got to be Zion. And, okay, and, okay. and well, let me let me give it to two, Zion and and Broussard because Broussard it looks like there's some chemistry there that's building. I mean, you could see that was his first read every single time was to go to Broussard. So I think the combination of those two, but look when you're talking about a guy who's coming into the game unexpectedly on the road after an hour and a half waiting, and I know that that kind of worked to our advantage, but he came in, 
He was a little shaky. Then he goes in for an hour and a half and has nothing but thoughts about thinking about the rest of the game and then comes in and totally dominates them. I mean, you can't, how can you not give that guy the game ball? So I know that's an easy pick and I definitely defense gave him the opportunity to be in that position, but he executed it in as, as good as we could expect him to execute. So I would say that would go to, uh, to my boy Zion and Broussard as a, as a one B. Yeah, no doubt. And you know who else I got to give a shout out to? I got to give a shout out to, I know we talked about him, but Jacob Cabote tonight, seven carries for 108 yards. Uh, this was probably, I mean, this was by far his best performance since he's been in a Cajuns uniform. It's that, it's that performance that we've been waiting for over the last year or two since he's been here. And um, that was great to see. And, and I hope that that can carry into the rest of the year because we're going to need him. He's been a workhorse. And then when Dre comes back and Dre's able to, you know, do his thing, Having that one-two knockout, and if Zylan Perry can hold, you know, Zylan, we still, we still love you. Hold on to the football, please, right? That's three running backs right there, and Bill Davis. That's four running backs right there. And, oh, Terrence, oh, I forgot, Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams, that's five running backs. And then Kintrell Williams, that's six running backs. Six running backs that all can have a chance to do some great things. Um, when everybody's clicking, we're unstoppable with the run game, and that opens up for the pass. And to see these younger receivers step up, like Harvey Broussard, um, I got to say, man, the future looks bright for this team. I, we're, we're still young, man. That's the crazy thing about this. We're still young. We are still, we're, we still have a young roster and if we could keep them and don't lose them to the portal and NIL and they stick around for the next year or two, this can be something, this can be built into something special. I really believe. Well, that. I think, I think that's where it takes people and butts in the seats and, and supporting the team. And, and, you know, we've said we've, we've got collective now and donating to that and getting money to support the kids who are representing our, our community. It's really got to be a community effort, but step one is supporting the university. So bring a friend, bring somebody who doesn't normally go to the Cajuns games next weekend. God willing will, will be a fun weekend for us, but make it a party, make it an event help to bring people to the stadium, into the stadium, enjoy it. Because I got to tell you, the difference between it, it look, if, if you have a choice between playing in front of 100,000 people at Florida or 15,000 people at UL, that kid's going to look and say, I can be on ESPN at Florida and they're going to pay me a lot more money. But if they feel the community, they see the butts in the seats, they have the, the passion from the fans, and we can back that up with a little bit of NIL money then some of those star players are going to stick around for a while. So it truly is. We've got to buy into the program and show up as fans and bring people in and make it an event. Look, I've been critical of the admin and I think they can do more, but so can the community. So we need to step up for our guys. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. Look, the, 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 the admin can do all the promotions. They can do everything they can to get people to the game. But at the end of the day, if they're flashing the neon lights in front of Cajun field to get you to go, it's your job to walk inside the gates and show up. So it's not, you know, this, nothing's ever free, right? Now, things can be affordable. Things can be fairly affordable for the demographic we're dealing with, right? But at the end of the day, if they're going to offer you that, you got to take it. You, know, you, can't, you can't try to look for another reason not to show up. Uh, what, you, what I saw tonight, I'm going to put this next game on the community. Because if, if that's the team that can play like this day in and day out, this is going to be a huge, huge opportunity for this team to, to make some noise a little bit earlier than the people or experts are giving them. 
You know, a lot of people seeing, there's a lot of so-called experts looking at this team going six and six or five and seven, right? Oh, well, this team isn't good enough. They still have a lot of youth. But if, if we could play like we did tonight and keep this momentum and keep this same um, momentum moving forward, this team's going to surprise a lot of people. And I think if they're willing to surprise a lot of people, I think the community needs to show some reciprocity and show up and support these young these young athletes who represent hey, we you. Only, who represent we you. Only have, we only have one FBS team in college in the city of Lafayette that we all, well, I wish I lived in, but in Acadiana, <laughs> right? Yeah. So show up and support your hometown team. I don't care who's playing. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care what time the game is. I don't care if it's hot. I don't care if it's it's raining. Just show up. And yeah. these guys are going to be there, rain or shine. So uh, show up and support your team. Make it personal, man. Like we like 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 they're saying somewhere in Colorado, it's personal. Let's make it personal here. Because as Cajuns, they're everything's about to personal. personally lose if they don't turn it around right now. They're down by eight, it. but we'll see. <laughs> but but like no, I'm serious. Like as Cajuns, things are personal with us, right? Make it personal. Yep, I agree. Make it personal. But I anyway, uh, if last last call for callers. If you want to call in, give us your thoughts before we go. Um, it's been a lot of fun, Nick. Uh, great night to be a Cajun. It's always a great night to be a Cajun. But tonight especially, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We deserve that. We needed that. I oh think. I think just after going into the season not knowing exactly what to expect. Against Northwestern State, yeah, I mean, it's an FCS team. They're terrible. That, yeah. Last week was a disappointment. We needed this, so this was good. This was good, and we needed this for next week because I think uh, I think we'll have a good, hoping we have a good crowd if everything falls into place. Totally agree. And so with that said, we'll be back probably sometime either Monday or Tuesday night. We'll review the UAB victory tonight. We'll talk about the upcoming game against Buffalo, and we'll talk about some other things going around. Uh, Reinhardt Drive with uh, other sports and, and what's going on around the Sun Belt and just basically college news and college sports news in general. Um, but that's going to do it for tonight. As always, guys, you can follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Any other social media outlets, Nick? Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Shaws.com. I don't Charles. know. Shaws.com. We'll have <laughs> this episode everything. up. Yeah, we will have this episode up first thing tomorrow. Guys, for all the callers. Oh, thanks for... Thanks for putting that on me. Yeah, first oh. thing tomorrow. I'm going to Austin. That means I need to wake up at like 5 o'clock. Thanks. Oh, Thanks okay. Jerry. Well, maybe Monday. We'll do it Monday then. How's that? We'll give you an extra day. But uh, I'll see what I can do. No problem. No sweat. No sweat. But to everybody who tuned in, everybody who listened, everybody who supports the Cajuns, we thank you for your support. To the team, if you're listening, congratulations on the win tonight. We're very proud of you guys. You represented us well. You always represent us well. But tonight especially, it was nice to see you guys just – dominate the way you did so to the players to the staff congratulations on a good w and let's continue this momentum but with that said final score cajuns victorious by the score of 41 to 21 over the uab blazers in birmingham they will return back in action at cajun field next week against the buffalo bulls of the mac kickoff will be at 6 30 p.m on espn plus as well but you don't even need ESPN Plus because you know what? You're going to be a Cajun field to support this team, right? That's what we do down here. We support our own. So with that said, have a great night, everybody. And as always, go Cajuns.